0: what's up and welcome to the single player experience podcast as always i'm your host sebastian Walden, and in this episode we're talking about an indie game that just released that's given me some hades vibes it's a single player top perspective action rpg that i just knew had to be this week's indie game recommendation of the week find out why right after the intro dj start the intro man This is The Single Player Experience, the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog. I'm your host Sebastian Malden, and my main quest is to help you manage your ever growing video game backlog by letting you know which single player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single player experience. Now without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. I wasn't really intrigued by the game. The main secret was different though because it felt like a game that was made specifically for me. It's a single player experience made by Digital Sun, the geniuses behind Moonlighter, a game that I absolutely adore. So how did they do with this League of Legends based game? Let's dive into it. Let's start with the narrative. In the Mage Seeker Illegal League of Legends story, you play as Silas, a rogue mage who seeks to build an army to lead a revolution against an oppressive regime. In this world, mages are hunted, experimented on, and killed, and it's up to you to break this cycle. This is pretty much the crux of the main story, but the interesting aspect about the game's focus is your impact on the world itself. There is an emphasis on what world you will help create if you do win this revolution. One of the big triumphs of the show Arcane was the manner in which they humanized the character Jinx. The maze seeker can boast about the same achievement with Silas. It's remarkable how they took this character, which from my understanding was basically additional lore in the mainstay game, to this remarkable and well fleshed out protagonists. The game also features side characters who are just as interesting as Silas. You have a camp where you can talk to them and learn more about their backstories. Each of these stories you hear is well thought out and helps to further flesh out the world. Now let's talk about the gameplay. The gameplay is fun featuring swift combat that feels like an upgrade from Moonlighters. It honestly feels like a 2D version of the pre-Norse mythology God of War games mixed in with Hades. In Moonlighter, you use your chains to execute light attacks, heavy attacks and pull yourself towards enemies and also perform magic attacks. A cool standout feature is that you can use your chains to copy the magic attack from your enemies. Another fun feature and aspect about the gameplay is that the companions that you collect on your journey can provide you with combos and moves based on their elemental expertise. You can mix and match these moves to kind of tailor your playstyle. In the game's intro, the gameplay seemed a bit basic, but it quickly ramps up as you're introduced to six magical elements. Each element is strong against its opposite, and using this to your advantage is the key to mastering the game's combat system. It's a cool trait that any ability that you copy can later also be learned and mastered in the game. Now let's talk about the art style and the soundtrack. The game is absolutely gorgeous with its 2D high bit pixel art style. You can see the similarities from Moonlighter, however it feels dialed up a few notches. Every environment is highly detailed with standouts like your camp area, the forest, and any location in the game with water. This game is also a perfect example that shows how far pixel art has come. I stopped several times along the journey in the game just to admire the scenery around me. The game also features an amazing score and soundtrack. It sounds like an experienced orchestra performed the music for this game. The score perfectly accents everything that's going on around you. It has this beautiful slow orchestral music that sets the mood for the game's heavier movements. There's also very good specific music that highlights and accents the mysterious moments of the game, as well as fast paced music that really gets you into the mood when you're dealing out heavy damage to enemies. Next up, I want to talk about some additional pros that I found with this game, and I want to start with the game's boss fights. There are quite a few of them, and they each have a different element or mechanic about them that makes them challenging yet fun. Even the boss fights that were kind of repeats of a previous one had a new element or wrinkle thrown into it that made it slightly different and added a new aspect that made it challenging in a brand new way. Next, I wanna shout out the game's upgrade path and upgrade system as a whole, because it is incredible. So there are magic moves that you can unlock that add a nice layer to the combat. In each elemental path, you have about four spells that you can learn and use at your disposal. Instead of being locked into that upgrade system and just that upgrade path though, you can also spend your hard-earned resources on leveling Silas's attributes, such as his health, his magical ability, and gaining stronger physical attacks. I really like this dynamic and this system because I can play with a different version of Silas on my next playthrough versus the way that I played on my first playthrough. So between that and the story choices that you can make in this game, there's a lot of replayability factor to the game overall. So, no game is perfect, so let's talk about the flaws of this one. Unfortunately, I experienced a few game crashes. One happened during the opening cutscene. I had to start the game all over again. But it was the intro of the game, so no biggie. But then the same thing kinda happened in the middle of the game. But thankfully, the game loaded up swiftly from a recent save. But I just wanted to shout out that I did have a couple of experiences with some crashes. Another flaw that I experienced was that there was a bit of an inconsistency when it comes to the game's AI system, the enemy AI to be specific. Sometimes they'd attack you collectively and then others they'd wait their turn as if they were an old school action movie. Some enemies would even freeze up entirely until I came and hit them. While this isn't the biggest deal in the world, it's kind of worth noting and it kind of takes you out of the experience at times. So overall, should you play the Mage Seeker, a League of Legends story. That is an easy yes, especially if you're looking for a game to scratch that Hades style itch. This plays a lot like a linear Hades game. The story is engaging even to someone who isn't familiar with the League of Legends lore, like myself. While it does get off to a pretty slow start, the gameplay is addicting, fun, and rewarding. I really wanna give a shout out to Digital Sun because they showcased everything that they learned from Moonlighters, and they took that to the next level by providing us with another memorable indie gem here. Between Arcane and the Maze Seeker A League of Legends story, I'm starting to think that perhaps I'm becoming a League of Legends fan. In this show, we practice the 10 games backlog rule. In this practice, you log down 10 games. Those games are going to be your video game backlog. To be as productive as you possibly can be, we recommend that you only play three games at one time. One single player narrative game, one game that's going to be your chill and relax game, and another game that's going to be your palate cleanser game, which is a game that you play when you're not in the mood for your other narrative games. When you complete or get tired of one game it leaves the backlog list then you decide which new game is added to the list and which game on the list advances to your active three games so where should the maze seeker a league of Legends story fit in your video game backlog i think ultimately this is a game that could be in your primary slot or your palette cleanser game slot while i think the gameplay is very similar to hades enough to where it could possibly be in your chill and relaxed spot i think the narrative is too strong for that spot this is a game you're kind of going to have to pay attention to or else you're not going to know anything of what's going on so that's why i think it could be your primary game or your palette cleanser game for when you kind of need a break from your red dead redemptions of the world your zeldas of the world and your god of wars So, that's where I think it should fit in your video game backlog list. So, that is the game recommendation of the week that you should consider adding to your backlog list. If you want me or my community of gamers to give you feedback on your backlog list, then join us in the Single Player Experience Discord server. Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, or talk about good single player game experiences that you've had lately. The link to join the free single player experience discord server is in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace.